Hello and welcome to the latest and final episode of Jacobite Clans. In this week's episode we are going to be leaving the podcast room and heading out on a wee tour of Perthic and Ross. We've worked with some amazing partners to create our exhibition and this podcast is designed to get everybody out of the gallery and exploring sites, buildings and places of interest to the Jacobite fans everywhere. Nikki, so... Where are you taking us on our tour? Well, um, we've covered some really great locations in previous podcasts and, and I hope that folk will feel inspired to visit places like Drummond Castle after our story about the Duke of Perth. Um, I also hope that visit our friends at Inner Pefri. The library there is um, is tremendous and there's a famous Jacobite buried there after Sheriff Muir. Um, and also the fabulous castle at Fingask is featured. Lots to read about on their website and details of how to visit. Um, I talked about Clan Mingus when we discussed our, our epic poem after the Battle of Culloden. Um, and of course Lady Weem lived there so it would be a great if people visited the castle at Weem and, and learned even more about the history uh, Blair Athol is featured throughout too and it has a great attraction for, for Jacobites and visitors because, uh, or not least because the site of Bonnie Dundee's grave. So where do you think it's best to learn about the Battle of Kelly Cranky itself is of course the 330th anniversary. Yeah well that's that's why we did the, the, the exhibition and I'd say our own exhibition but of course it's going to be ending really soon so um, a great place to start would be at the Kelly Cranky uh, Visitor Centre, the National Trust for Scotland Visitor Centre. Um, take the opportunity to explore the actual place Place where the battle was was pitched. At present, you can visit the pass of Killycranky. It'll be gorgeous at this time of the year. The colours will be amazing, and you can actually walk up the very pass where all the government soldiers marched to lead them further north in the hope of meeting Dundee in battle. Following this historic route, you'll be able to get an idea of the landscape and terrain, and you can think about it with the water rushing by and the wee narrow path um, is the only way to get through. Yes, it's like a really lovely area up there. And so what else can people see if they are interested in the history? Well, there's there's a new Killy Cranky History Trail brochure which has recently been produced and um, it gives details of different walks that people can do. You can go on shorter or longer versions. Um, they reckon the full battlefield walk can take around three hours. But the map is brilliant and gives really detailed instructions and also points of interest such as illustrating where the battle lines were drawn and, and how to get to the Battlefield Cairn, a memorial site. Uh, the Battlefield Cairn was, was erected in the 1950s and it's the real memorial to the battle. So is that the massive stone that you see in the middle of the field when you go to Kelly Cranky? No. Oh. <laughs> no, that is the Claverhouse stone. It's a standing stone in the middle of a field quite near where the battle was fought. This is the site of the event where soldiers of Killy Cranky hold every year. They're the people behind this this map. Um, and I think lots of people believe that that's the marker, that's the stone of, that marks the battle site. But if you check out maps and you'll see that there's actually a different route to the Memorial Cairn and the actual battle site. And it's well worth a, a short walk, really. Um, but if you go the long way around and travel through the whole site, it can, it can take a bit of time. Uh, and you can come to the, the cairn itself. Um, the History Trail also points out to other notable places to visit in the area around about there. So you'd be looking at places like the Soldier's Leap. Now this is the place where a fleeing soldier, fleeing from the battle, Donald McBeanie, took an impressive 18-foot leap across the water. Pretty impressive to escape the Jacobites uh, pursuing him. And you'll find that they've, they've marked out places like the stepped ground on the battle site where some of the fiercest fighting took place. Um, and along the pass itself, you come to to another um, monument. Almost a, uh, it's on the ground on the on the ground on the path, Balfour Stone. Now this is a flat stone lying right across your path, and you actually have to walk over it. Uh, Brigadier Balf Balfour was shot while fleeing the battle scene, 
and the stone is said to mark where he was buried, he was buried where he fell. So all of these things um, on, the, on the Jacobite um, heritage trail. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like there is a lot to see then. Yeah, and of course you're walking near the River Gary, so as well as these sites, you have the bridge there. Now it's got its own anniversary this year, 50 years since the new bridge was built, um, and there's going to be a wee exhibition, I think, in, in the wee Athol Museum about that. And you're obviously near the village of Killycrankie itself, and of course um, it's a pretty village, it's nice to walk through that whole area. And of course there's lots of wildlife and things of natural interest all included at the the visitor centre. So it's actually a great day out, as they say. Um, Close by to the Killycrankie area, relatively close, of course, are our other sites, Castle Mingus, beautiful walled garden there if people are interested um, and Blair Athol um, and again gardens and places to visit um, as well sometimes the castles close down from uh, holiday hours out of, out of hours in the winter time so check but you know sometimes the grounds are still open and you can still walk there and there's lots of Jacobite history in these sites um, and even just walking through the places like Weem and, and Aberfeldy you can you can see Wade's wonderful bridge we were talking about him last week and, um, and get a sense of the town and the river so these just evoke the past really yeah Mm -hmm. so that's a highland pursuit covered so what about other places is there anywhere else sort of less well known we could go to well early on in the series if you remember i talked about the burning of strathairn when the jacobites came through strathairn and and burned all the towns and villages there Um, so it's interesting then that we can find little snippets of jacobite history all through strathairn and for this reason, places like Dunning um, and Muthal and Creef have some attraction. Um, we can't forget that the wonderful Perthshire songstress Carolina Nairn was born in the area near Dunning at Gask, and she was known as the Flower of Strathairn. So that, that whole area is really worth visiting. Um, I recommend tracing the, the Roman road on the Gask Ridge. This gives people a gorgeous view. You can really appreciate Strathairn from that, from that point. Dunning and Muthal are really pretty villages. Um, there's more to see once you get there. Um, there's a very old Jacobite tree in Dunning, um, as well as their ancient church. So these things are worth taking a look. Cause you'll see, you'll get more sense of history and other things through through visiting. In that area, of course, you're also close to Inner Peffery. This is another ancient site and Scotland's oldest lending library. So as well as something Jacobite, you can find out more about the place and who lived there and again just check hours and dates and things just for yeah, times and stuff you know but Bonnie Prince Charlie toured all over Scotland um, and visited Creef too in the hope of drumming up support and of getting men to follow him so the oldest hotels boast of him being there one in one in Creef and our own Salutation Hotel in Perth has this claim to fame and visitors can again be in the place the very rooms where he was. Yeah, so there's definitely like a lot to see like just in sort of local Perthshire as well. So what about the Outlander effect? Because this is something that people, you know, they're obviously really inspired by the novels and the series. And did they use any of the sites in Perthshire for any of the filming? Yeah, well, Diana Gabaldon has put some places and events on the map. You know, it's it's, it's amazing. Um, People follow tourist routes all over Scotland, but Drummond Castle um, Gardens is featured. There's a particular Outlander map. You can pick that up in town um, at the at the um, the, uh, the visitor centres again. Um, and I think um, they use Drummond Castle Gardens, I think, in place of the Palace of Versailles. Let's so give that idea oh, that yeah. that's where she was, yeah. Um, and my favourite um, Perthshire uh, venue is Tibbermore Church. Um, now this is this is just outside Perth, a very small, small, tiny church just outside, but it was used as the place for the infamous witch trial of Clare and Gellis. So it's very picturesque, very atmospheric. Um, you're encouraged to maybe stand in the place where the trial happened. It's very, mm. it's great, yeah. And there's a beautiful stone archway outside the church. Um, just be mindful when you're there; it's on a little road, and you have to watch where you park and things. But um, uh, you can visit again. Check out websites and things. 
Um, Dunkeld House was also used, and Dunkeld and Burnham were, of course, the sites of battles that led on from the conflict at Killiecrankie. You know, everything happened in, in, the, in the towns there. So in reading any account of that period, and I would say people should, you know, look up for the old accounts and things. They're all online. You can get all sorts of things or in the library. Um, but if you if you go to the towns, you know, you're getting a great sense of place by visiting these places. They're they're not so different. You know, these the, the very old parts of the, of the villages are the same. So you can actually be in the places where the soldiers would have moved and moved between the towns and, and see where they're talking about barricading in and what kind of closes and wee places they were in. It's all really, it's all still there to see. Um, Huntington Castle is another, another great venue. Um, I don't think it's been used in the Outlander series, but it was one of the homes of the Murrays of Athol. And it was an important base for them mm-hmm. just outside Perth. So again, you're getting that sense of the place and the time when you visit these old places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Hunting Tower Castle um, and a previous job, I did a photo shoot there yeah. for them. Not taking part, of course, you know, directing <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful it's site. Lovely, yeah. 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 Um, so do you have a, a personal favourite place, one that sticks out for you? Well, personally, I have a really soft spot for Blair Athol. Um, when I was studying, I did all my own research on Scottish noblewomen in the period from around 1670 right through the Jacobite era um, and I worked at the archives in Blair Castle gathering my research over a number of years. Um, I used to work in the winter time when the castle was quieter and and wander around on my own at lunchtime. Mm. <laughs> it was quite nice. Bit yeah. spooky? Yeah, we were spooky. The castle's closed. I think it's closed to visitors but the grounds are still open. Mm. Uh, well, it's diff- different hours anyway and things but um, I used to go up to the Hercules Garden quite often. It's gorgeous. Um uh, and I, I just, as I say, I've written about Jacobite women, but my real interest was in Catherine, the first Duchess of Athol. Um, and I've also done some work um, on the eighth Duchess of Athol. She's much later. Um, she's known as Kitty, Kitty Athol. She was one of our first female parliamentarians and was renowned in Perthshire for her war work um, in particular. Uh, she was the Duchess during the Great War. Um, so we did some work here on our First World War project and she was part of what we looked at there and things. So it's it's been a place I have known um, for a long time um, and it was great to have them as partners in the exhibition. We obviously had some material from, from Blair um, and they've got it here and, and they have they have Jacobite stuff on display nearly all the time. So it's a big part of the Athol story. Um, other work we have done at the museum here in Perth has meant that I've also looked at other people in the, the Murray of Athol family. Um, the fourth Duke of Athol and the sixth Duke are in my sights at the moment now as they played an important part in planting out the land um, and changing changing the estate, how things worked how the glens were and that all ties in with the aftermath of Culloden and those years after all of that um, and how things developed over time and shaping issues around land management so that's kind of where I'm heading next work wise so I'm still in Athol if you like Yeah, yeah nice. okay well that's good so if people can't get out so readily I mean can they find a lot of stuff out online like from their comfort of their armchair or their house? Yeah. If you're if you're not a walker if you're not keen or it's not always possible um, we have some great online resources um, through visiting the Culture Perth and Kinross um, web pages. Um, you go to the library tabs, there's lots of tabs at the top, go to the library tabs, click on learning and e-resources, just click through or the archive, you'll come to some wonderful resources. Um, you find things like the, the online version of the Oxford Dictionary of National Biography. Um, you can it's huge scope there that's a great resource online I love it love it use it all the time every week I'm on there huge scope to f- spend hours looking up your favourite 
Jacobite characters and others and reading their biographies and it's a really reliable source too it's peer reviewed you don't get to put a biography in unless people are sure of all the things so um, sometimes you know what you find on random searches online um, might not be terribly accurate mm-hmm. um, I think if you're a student or you're studying or you're um, or you're doing school work you know using the Oxford DNB is really spot on um, we also through the library have access to Scran. This is another great resource, um, which has images um, and details on a huge variety of topics. And again, you can access this through our web pages. Just look for that um, on our web pages. Our other great um, online resource, another source which is fantastic is, and I've mentioned it before, the National Library of Scotland. Um, Their website has lots of digital material, including their famous map website, which is just invaluable. Uh, Lists old maps, you get town maps, you'll get material, um, including their, their, um, you know, named map makers, things like that too. You get the side-by-side view, so you Mm. can put an old map next to today and all kinds of things. It's it's wonderful. one of my favourite maps is Roy's military survey. I like Stobie's uh, map as well, but these can all be found on the NLS site. Um, and they, they really depict the, the period very well. Uh, we have an actual copy of Roy's military survey, obviously, in the library at AK Bell, and we have copies of, of Stobie's map. So you can come here to see maps, but it's nice if you're doing that armchair research, as you say. It's quite nice. It's a good place to start. Our own archives, if you check them out on the website too you get a drop down list of things and resources and you've got our online catalogue you can search just put in Jacobite stuff see what comes up you know you never know Um, and this we have a database of Jacobite names here as well which helps people trace their family history if you're a named Jacobite it can be found online too um, and as I say they have lots of uh, Jacobite resources Um, the other thing you'll find on the website too is our um, short um, history films Perth Highland Perthshire Perth and Kinross Highland Perthshire has a wee menu of Jacobite stuff but um, there's lots of other information there they're just wee short films quite nice Um, we made them a few years ago but they're just there live and people can have a wee look and see Um, but I mean it's really easy to pop into library come and see us get some help in your searching that's what we're here for there's a whole team um, lending is downstairs in the AK Bell come upstairs uh, meet the team local and family history um, and along in the archive um, we will take on anybody's request for help and see what we can do to find them resources um, Facebook's great as well. There's lots of really good Facebook pages out there as well where people are posting all kinds of things. Um, the Soldiers of Killy Cranky, we've talked a lot about them, the reenactors um, and the people that do the event, the commemorative event every year. They post loads of Jacobite stuff, so it's really worth looking at their website. Little films, they've got um, James Ratchie works with them, he films everything that they do, so you'll see things that have happened in the summertime. Um, and of course, there's all our partners um, at Fingask. Castle Mingus, Blair Athol, Inner Pefri, they all have their own web pages. Now they've all got really good history sites and links to other places. So once you're on there, have a good look. Um, and like I say, check all the online details so that you're not turning up at any of these places if they have different opening times yeah, or that kind worse. of thing. Have a, wee, have a wee look. But their historical information, um, Clan Mingus, Clan Donaghy, all these great names we've been talking about, all these places, they've all got websites too. You'll find loads of history, um, our Tartan historian, you know, there's lots of stuff there that people can get searching and lots of really good stuff. And that's what really impresses me, you know. It, it's not all you know just in the library as well there's lots of stuff out there being done by people locally so it's it's great Mm -hmm. so um yeah great starting points for people and lots of good resources that are free more and you know that's the thing to say absolutely you know it's free if you've got a library card you can get onto loads of these resources so that's the main thing yeah and i think that's something people don't really realize if you're a member of any of the 
uh, Culture Perth and Kinross Libraries. Yeah. Everything's free yeah, to use at, uh, at start. Um, so this is actually our last podcast for Jacobite yes. Clans, which is a shame. Quite enjoyed this. Um, so what are you working on right now? What's next after Jacobites for yourself? Jacobites never leave you. Mm. I continue to research them and sing about them and all sorts of things. But um, when my main role at the moment um, is doing research for part of a big part of my week is doing research for the, the new museum in Perth, which will be housed in the refurbished uh, City Hall building. So Jacobites will still feature there. There's going to obviously be, you know, that's part of the story of Perth and Kinross. Um, and currently I'm working with a dedicated team on the many different aspects of Perthshire's history. Um, and, and we're building up what might be in the galleries, what we're going to look at, how that mm-hmm. story is going to be told. It's going to be quite different from what you see today in, in our own museum, but that's, that's what it's all about, a big change. It's great. It's quite exciting, really excited about that change and, and getting on with it. And... We're waiting for news about whether the Stone of Destiny might be coming here. Yep. So there's quite a lot on the horizon, a lot for people to get involved in. And I say to people, if they have, you know, any interest in any of the topics we've been talking about, get in touch. You know, um, there's, you know, we really want to engage people. We want to make sure all the right stories are told. You mm-hmm. know, no, absolutely. Um, and just get in touch. Tell us what you know. Come and see us. It's great. It's good. Cool. Okay, so this brings us to the end of the final episode of Jacobite Clans. So for those of you who have stuck with us uh, for all these weeks, thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and rate us. It makes a massive difference. Uh, We will be returning back with new podcasts for the winter. We'll be looking at uh, the work of Ferguson, the work of John Bellany, and also the ethics around the Perthshire mummy, especially looking at conservation. So that's our three main exhibitions that are coming coming up for the start of the next year. You can find out everything that Culture Perth and Kinross does on our website, which is www.culturepk.org.uk. And just to finish up, we're going to finish with a song by Lady Nairn, uh, which is titled Good Night and God Be With You All. Thanks for listening. The best of joys man hae an end The best of friends man part I trow The langest day will wear away And I'm on bid farewell to you The tears will tell when hearts are full for words gin they hasten their broken, faltering and few. Good night and joy be with you all. Oh, we wandered far and wide o'er Scotia's lands o' firth and fell and mony a simple flower we put and twined it with a heather bell we've ranged the dingle and the dell the courthouse and the baron's hall now we mun tack a last farewell Good night and joy be with you all. My harp, farewell, thy strains are past of gleeful mirth and heartfelt care. The voice of songman cease at last, and minstrel say it shall decay. But oh, what sorrow can a win? 
nor parting tears are shed of all. May we meet neighbour, kith and kin, and joy for I be we us all. The best o' joysmen, hey an end, the best o' friendsmen, part I trow. The langest day will wear away, and I'm on bid farewell to you. The tear will tell when hearts are full, for words can they hasten sorrow. They're broken, faltering, and few. Good night and joy be with you.